What's gonna happen tonight? What's gonna happen? We're gonna whoop their Sup, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you here from Parts Unknown on the road. And we got a breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. And since we got a big breaking news edition of this podcast, and we're going to go over to that home daycare center for Ryan Callahan, you probably know why we're having one. But Ryan, please be so kind as to tell people why we are having a big, big, big breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Yeah, some big recruiting news for Tennessee. The Vols have made another addition to their 2024 recruiting class, this time landing one of their top in-state targets, a longtime target, four-star athlete Boo Carter, who recently transferred to Bradley Central High School in Cleveland, Tennessee. He uh, played his junior season at Chattanooga Christian School and uh, spent uh, the, the, the spring semester uh, of his junior year at, at Chattanooga's Brainerd High School before uh, before transferring to Bradley Central recently so that he could be eligible to play his senior year, um, ha- had to move more than 20 miles outside of the, the radius of, of Chattanooga Christian. So that's the reason for the for the second move there in less than a year. Um, played basketball at Brainerd, but could not have played football there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so a Chattanooga kid really, um, but now at Bradley Central with, with Tennessee commitment Marcus Gorey, uh, where they'll be in the same secondary uh, this coming season, but but a guy Tennessee's been recruiting for a long time. They gave him his very first offer back in May of 2021. Uh, the first months, uh, Josh Heupel was at Tennessee. Uh, they identified him early, offered him before anybody else, got him on, on campus for a camp before anybody else. Uh, really did a, did a good job in, in this recruitment from the start, and and they've kind of been the team to beat for uh, for a long time. Ended up being a little bit hairy at the end with Michigan making a a, a, a nice push. This spring and, uh, and it came down to Tennessee and Michigan in the end, took an official visit to Michigan last weekend, but ended up back at Tennessee uh, for a midweek unofficial visit. And, and, and even before that, you know, as we had kind of hinted on the checkerboard on, on Go Balls 24-7, still thought Tennessee was really the favorite all along. Uh, but Michigan at least, you know, made things interesting down the stretch. But this is one that has looked for a while like Tennessee was going to win out in this one and, and, a, and a really nice pickup for uh, for an in-state guy that they've obviously wanted for for a long time, and, and, and we'll get into this in a second. But a guy that they they see probably playing in the secondary uh, at, at the next level, even though he's really been a two-way standout in, in high school, uh, a, clearly a, a, an athlete in that sense. I think really could project to either side of the ball, and some teams have recruited him as a running back or, or perhaps even a slot receiver. Michigan kind of talked to him about a Jabril Peppers type role, so he he's a he's a dynamic player and a, and a legitimate athlete. Um, so, so his projection at the next level is pretty interesting, but regardless of where he plays, Tennessee clearly excited to, to, to get this one and, and land a guy like Boot Carter that they obviously wanted in state. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big, a, a big point of emphasis that I want to discuss later in the pod is, is sort of his positional future. And, and it's not the first guy Tennessee's taken the past couple of years, certainly that, that projects it potentially a lot of exciting different places. I mean, you're talking about a kid who, you know, can do a lot of different things. And obviously at Tennessee, they'll try to narrow down that role. But well, I want to talk about that in a little bit. But the first thing I want to mention, Ryan, is just, you know, when you've got an in-state kid, uh, an in-state prospect, and you have identified him for multiple years, right? Like three years, basically, as like a kid you want on your campus. I mean, since this staff has been at Tennessee, more or less, we've heard the name Boo Carter. It's just, it's been around for a long time. And not just because it's a name you remember, like it's a cool name, you remember it, it kind of flows off the tongue. 
but this has been a big time in-state prospect for multiple years. And when you, as the in-state school, dig in your heels and fight for multiple years to keep a player inside your state to keep him home, to do this, it, it might not feel from the outside like it's a significant, you know, huge, huge, huge thing, but but inside the program. That is enormous, I think, when you have to hold off what he had 46 offers. You, you, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you don't know really. It goes up and down in his recruitment because he wants to have a real recruitment, go all these different places. To, to lock this one down, Ryan, I think it's enormous. It is, and, uh, and, and it's a continuing trend, uh, really, that, that Josh Heupel and his staff have been able to, really, when you look back at it, they've been able to get, most of the guys they've wanted in state that they've been able to truly recruit. Um, you know, I'd say the obvious exception to that is the 2022 class where under really unique and difficult circumstances that we've talked about before, you know, they, they didn't even get to meet some of the players in person uh, that they lost to other schools. You know, Ty Simpson, Jordan James, Barry on Brown, a lot of good players in that class left the state, but Tennessee never really had a fair shake with some of those guys because they didn't get them on campus to meet them in person. Uh, and that's that's hard to overcome that, especially when you consider where Tennessee was at that time. But since that time, you look back at who Tennessee has truly wanted in state, very few misses uh, over the past two years. And, and the ones that they have missed on uh, were either very understandable. You know, there, there's one in the 2024 class that has gone elsewhere. Uh, Max LeBlanc, the tight end from Baylor School mm-hmm. that's uh, committed to Ohio State. That's a kid originally from Canada. He's been in Tennessee for a little more than a year. Um, so clearly a guy that doesn't have deep ties to, to this area and this state who, who took a hard look at Tennessee, but you know, just all, always was intrigued by the chance to play at Ohio State, and that's a little closer to home too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's that one. Bryson Sanders in the 2023 class, an offensive lineman who signed with Ole Miss. That's one that I don't think Tennessee was you know, just super, super upset about. You know, Obviously a guy they recruited heavily, hosted on an official visit, but it was – he was not one of the guys that I felt they viewed as a can't miss in that uh, in that class, and so they, you know, I, I think once he committed to Ole Miss, they sort of let that one go and uh, didn't 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 worry too much about it. And, and everyone else they wanted in that class, they got. And so we'll we'll see if they can finish out this 2024 class that way. But they they've done a really good job so far with with in-state players under Josh Heupel and and Boo Carter's a a very good example of that. Where even though you had to fight off Michigan down the stretch. You know, even going back to the fall, you know, Boo Carter almost was ready to to commit to Tennessee back in the fall uh, after after attending the Alabama game back in October. You know, I think he was he was just about set on Tennessee and decided to kind of slow it down and wait a little longer to to make his decision. And you know, it, it's just kind of been feeling Tennessee for a long time, and that's definitely to this staff's credit. And you know, he visited Tennessee a bunch of times. I think more than ten times overall throughout yeah. his recruitment. He's been on Tennessee's campus. So when you're when you're doing the right things, getting a guy on campus that much, showing him the kind of attention he he uh, he expects to get from the in-state school, you're going to get most of those kids these days. And and, and Josh Heupel and his staff are you know, they're not batting a thousand, but it's pretty close to a thousand on the in-state guys that they've truly wanted, and that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to say sometimes it it feels more like a relief than a victory when you win battles like this because you're just fighting like hell and everybody's expecting you to get them. And, and, and it's not, it is a relief. Um, but obviously it is a victory to celebrate. This is a, a big time prospect. And I tell you the the Bradley central bears gotta be pretty excited about their secondary going into next season. That's, that's a pretty, no doubt. that's a pretty good look at secondary with him and Corey back there. And then you look at, at the players, Tennessee wants in state and, you know, maybe, maybe the top three players in the state that Tennessee wants Tennessee could get. 
um, maybe even the top four that Tennessee wants or so it could mm-hmm. possibly get. You know, when, when you have a player like Edwin Spillman ranked as the fifth best player in the state, that's whew, that's that's a lot, man. That's a really good player to be ranked fifth in the state of Tennessee. Shows you where things are going in the state. But in terms of, of this recruitment, Ryan, what was it? Was it just the persistence from Tennessee? Was it particular coaches that were in there? What do you think really kind of tipped the scales and got this one done for the Vols? Yeah, I, I think Tennessee. Yeah, they they did a good job of recruiting him from the start. I think I think that always helps when you're the first, especially when you're the the very first team to even offer a kid. When, when you've built a strong relationship before anybody else, uh, and, and when you visit that many times, you know it's just easy for a player to start to feel at home uh, when he's on campus. And I think that's kind of how it felt. You know, he was he was back on campus for the the eight six five live event uh, on May twenty seventh. He was he was back in town. Uh, you know, l- less or I guess a little more than a week ago. Um, for for Tennessee's seven on seven tournament uh, with some of his teammates, you know, just there for a few hours, but you know, popped up there for a little bit before heading to Michigan for his official visit, and then was back on campus less than a week later for another unofficial visit. It's like it, it gets to the point where it's not a big deal almost when a guy like that is on campus because he start he feels so comfortable there. It, it almost feels like just just going home, and that's that's what you want uh, with an in state kid like that that has fairly easy access to to visiting your campus. So that's. That's definitely part of it. Is that he just started to feel really comfortable there. Knows some of the current players already pretty well because he's visited so many times. You know, he uh, going back to last year, he developed a pretty good relationship with Nico Iamaliava, the <laughs> obviously freshman quarterback who mm-hmm. who played a little bit of seven on seven with him. Uh, kind of recruited him to to join his seven on seven team at a couple tournaments, and uh, and so they they played together a little bit, and and he's played against a lot of those guys uh, in seven on seven tournaments. So he's well respected in in that regard, and has built some good relationships with you know current players and commitments at Tennessee. Obviously knows Marcus Gorey since they're going to be teammates. They've known each other for a while. So there, there's a, there, there are a lot of reasons I think he just felt at ease with Tennessee. And But yeah, a lot of it's just the way they recruited him, how comfortable he felt, uh, the, the chance to play in state. Uh, and, and, and yeah, Willie Martinez, Kelsey Pope, multiple guys on Tennessee staff, Tim Banks obviously um, d- did a very good job recruiting him as well. And, and Josh Heupel, you know, has, has been – Heavily involved with a lot of top in-state targets, and, and he, he talks to a lot of those guys uh, about as much as the position coaches do. So he certainly played a big role in this one as well. So Tennessee just overall, I think, you know, did a nice job, and that was a, a big part of it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's tough for a lot of guys to to leave the state, you know. And in Boo Carter's case, I think that was definitely the case. It got to the point where, you know, when there's a school you like 90 minutes down the road and, and you know, you're, you're – maybe maybe it's not fair to say your heart is there but when you when you feel so comfortable at a school it's just hard to envision yourself after a while going anywhere else and in the end that's kind of how i think you felt about tennessee and you know tennessee just tends to do really really well in chattanooga i mean you talked about max leblanc and how that's a different situation because he he moved from canada a year ago so that's you know i don't really put him in that category but like a kids who are like born and raised in chattanooga traditionally when tennessee doesn't fumble the ball Tennessee dominates that area recruiting. Like it tends to get players that it wants from there. And it's great for Tennessee when the Chattanooga area is producing prospects. Now, I think it's interesting as Georgia has, has continued to improve, like if it ever wants to go up there now, it's a force obviously on the field. It's won a couple of national championships recently, lots of stuff going on there. So that might, might change the dynamic a little bit because that's kind of like a 70% Tennessee, 30% Georgia or 80, 20 kind of area, depending on where you are. I think for my time there, that's kind of, kind of what I gathered. But regardless, my, 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 my point here is that when kids are born and raised in the Chattanooga area, Tennessee tends to traditionally do very, very well with those kids. 
They, they do. And that, that'll be put to the test a, a little bit more uh, in the next uh, several weeks with Amari Jefferson, the four-star wide receiver from, from Baylor School. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a Tennessee-Alabama-Georgia battle. Alabama's had some real momentum with them lately coming off his official visit there. So that's, that's going to be a tooth-and-nail battle for Tennessee in-state. So uh, they're, they're definitely not all easy. But, yeah, to your point, they, they've had a very good success rate uh, in that area, even some of the ones they've missed over the years, like like Von Bell, you know, he was at a school just across the state line uh, down there in Rossville, Georgia. So yeah, they fumbled, um, they fumbled know, the bag there. I mean, they just, they, they they did. So there there've been some misses, and uh, and and no doubt Tennessee has has not been perfect. But yeah, they've they've had a certainly a better success rate there than than say in Nashville, where some some notable guys have gotten away over the years. Um, you know, they they've they've had a a pretty reliable uh, track record of being able to go down to Chattanooga and, and get a lot of those kids. And, and yeah, we'll see if they can finish off this 2024 in-state class the, the way they want. But still some some big names left out there like Edmund Spillman and, and Amari Jefferson that will that will tell the tale. But yeah, definitely give Tennessee staff a lot of credit for for prioritizing in-state guys early, offering them as early as anybody in most cases and uh, and just recruiting them well throughout the process. And we got a lot more specifically to talk about this particular commitment to Tennessee. Boo Carter, this is a big, big, big deal for Tennessee. This is one the Vols really wanted. The Vols got it. We are going to talk a lot more about him, sort of why he's ranked where he's ranked, his positional future, etc. But before we do all that, we're slightly overdue for a break, so let's step away for just one second, uh, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And then we'll be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the GoVols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Parts Unknown on the road. Ryan Callahan coming to you from his home daycare center there in Knoxville talking about a big, big addition for Tennessee on the recruiting trail. The Vols have added Boo Carter, a uh, 24-7 sports uh, high three-star and a composite four-star uh, one of the top-ranked players in the state of Tennessee, someone who had nearly 50 offers, uh, a kid who Tennessee has recruited for a long, long time, and a kid Tennessee has now, at least uh, at least for now, secured his commitment. And this is a big deal for Tennessee, and there's lots to discuss about that. Um, but before we do that, let's just uh, let's just get a couple things out of the way here, guys. If you're listening to this podcast uh, right there on the website at GoVols247.com, that's fine. But what helps us out the most is if you go in there, rate, review, and subscribe. 
uh, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free. We're happy to do it. It's a labor of love. But since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there, rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Tell people that aren't your friends. Tell anyone that you see wearing orange and might enjoy this podcast. Please pay it forward. It helps us out tremendously. If you're already doing that stuff, thank you. We love you. If not... I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Ryan, back to Boo Carter. I want to talk about a couple things. One would be his um, sort of positional future, and the other would be uh, his ranking. And I guess we'll start with his ranking because he's a kid who has kind of fluctuated a little bit. Like right now we've got him as a really high three star. Other uh, reputable companies have him as a four star and are, are, and are higher on him right now. It needs to be said that these ratings are not set in stone. Obviously they could move tremendously throughout the next few months. We don't know where these kids are going to add. Bottom line is you look at the offer list and it tells you the story about the upside on this kid. But in terms of why, like we've got him ranked where we do and and we're not going to speak to others, but, but why we have him ranked where, where we, do what do you have to say about that because i think it's interesting how sometimes you know a kid will have him a lot higher than others sometimes others will have him higher than we do and there's always this kind of go back afterwards and score and we can't do that here because you know obviously there's still more to be played and the final rankings aren't there but why do we have him where we do now do you think yeah i, I think a couple reasons i mean start with just the size i mean he, he's he's a well-built kid but he's he's around five foot ten uh, you know, I think he had a video on Instagram recently that showed uh, showed him being weighed at close to 195 pounds. So, uh, you know, I know during a visit to, to Tennessee not not too long ago, maybe earlier this year, he was in the 185 range. Um, so we've got him listed at 184, and I think that was up to date at, at one point. But he's somewhere in that 184 to one, 194 kind of range. Um, so good size for for what he is, but he's only 5'10", and that's I think one one reason he's maybe rated where he is is. It's hard to project some of those guys, especially in the secondary where a lot of teams have been recruiting him to play. It, it, it's hard to project uh, a, a DB at that size and just and just say he's definitely going to be a future NFL player, which when you're talking about a you know a top 247 prospect, even a, even a lower four-star prospect, you're saying that that's a guy that's got a, ch- a real chance to get drafted. And, and that's, you know, you're, you're kind of projecting to the NFL a little bit. And that's, that's, that's hard sometimes at 510. It's not impossible, but you've got to be you really, be really good. Really dynamic, really dynamic. That, absolutely. And, and, and let me stop for a minute to say Boo Carter is a very good player. And I, I'm, I, I personally have been impressed every time I've seen him play. He's been at, he's gone to Tennessee's camps each of the previous two years. Hasn't been to one this year, but, uh, but, but went last year, went, went uh, back in 2021, right after he got offered. They've liked him every time they've seen him, um, and, and understandably so. And I've seen him play in high school games where he he he's kind of dominated. You know, at Chattanooga Christian, he's not always been facing the best competition there, but he he he's dominated the games uh, on both sides of the ball a lot of times, uh, and, and especially during his junior season. And you know, maybe more impressive when he's against good competition in seven on seven, he still shines. He still makes plays. He, you know, Nico Iamaliava I mentioned wanted him to play on his team. Because he was a good receiver in seven on seven, good DB as well. So he's just one of those guys that finds ways to make plays and be around the ball, and and you like that. You're encouraged by that. But the 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 reason to to maybe have him rated about where he is, or I I you know I know there's some guys in, in the 24 seven Sports Network that are high on Duke Carter, and and someone mentioned on, on the message board this week that you know he you can look back at all these different write ups from 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 camps that he's attended and seven on seven tournaments that he's attended. 
and he gets mentioned a lot among the top performers, and that's obviously a very good sign. And it's a reflection that our guys like him. You know, sometimes you really like a, a guy that's rated as a high three star. A high three star doesn't mean you don't like a player, but in his case, I think it's kind of lacking the elite measurables, and that includes speed. And, and I know there's one camp uh, that he went to uh, back in December where they they claimed some some different measurables, you know, the, you know including a forty time. But I, I, to my knowledge, I, I've not heard of him being at a college camp or anything else with verified timings where he's run in the four or five range or anything like that. So doesn't have maybe top end speed uh, in the elite range and doesn't doesn't have obviously elite length and height. And so that's what I was going to ask you, know, you about. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ron, but I was talking about like when he's the way he's built, like Rick Barnes, you know, talks about length more than height in terms of. Mm-hmm. So so does he just does he not have like a wingspan that makes up for it? Because some kids do and some don't. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, I think a decent wingspan, considering how tall he is. But yeah, it's just it's a challenge at five ten, and I, I think that kind of goes into his his position uh, projection a little bit for the next level. You know, I think a lot of people have seen him as as you know maybe a running back, maybe a nickel, perhaps a safety. I think Tennessee kind of sees him as a nickel safety guy, and, and we can get into that more in a minute. But he, you know, it's 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 a little bit harder to find find places for. Um, guys around Boo Carter's size in today's game because there's so many receivers that are 6'3", 6'4", so many DBs these days that are over six feet. Uh, you, you used to see a lot more 5'10", corners and things like that. But yeah, when, you, when you're when you 5'10", or somewhere in that range at least, and, and you don't have you know elite verified speed, it's, it's, it's a challenge sometimes. But you know to, to the point you made earlier, he's got a lot of offers uh, already. So obviously, he, he's been highly regarded by a lot of schools. Um, and yet at the same time, you know, you didn't see the Alabamas or Georgia's battling for him in the end. And I think that, you know, he doesn't have an Alabama offer, I don't believe. So one of the reasons I think that is. So he can't be a five star. It's impossible. I'm, well, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I was going to say, you don't have to say that for some to, rec- to, to suggest that. Yeah, but, yeah, but I just wanted so, to, I said it. So I wanted to make yeah. sure I was kidding everybody. Generally. Yes, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, he's. You know, again, some of the some of the you know high high end programs weren't in the race in the end. But I think the reason for that is the same reason he's he's probably ranked about where he is right now. It's just he doesn't quite have that that top end speed that you would like to see to offset the fact that he doesn't have elite height and length. Uh, so so that's that's all it is though. I think I think that's that's maybe you know the, easily the biggest knock on him. And I think otherwise there's not a lot not to like about him. You know, he's he's a very good player who. Who again find his way to be around the ball a lot of the time you see him on the field at the high school level and then seven on seven plays. So I personally like Boo Carter. Think he's got a good chance of being a, a very productive player in college. I'm interested to see how he fits into the secondary because I personally have always liked him with the ball in his hands. And I know there's some schools that kind of feel that way too. But you know, again, when you're when you're recruiting a five ten, say say you tried him at slot receiver. You know, Squirrel White and those types can make it work at slot receiver. Dynamic speed. If Boo Carter doesn't have that top end gear, can he be a, a, an explosive enough slot receiver to to offset the fact that he's five ten or so? So you know there there's some things about that, that that present some challenges, and I think it's all about NFL projection a lot of times. And so that doesn't mean he can't be a really good player in college, but I think he he definitely can be, and that's why Tennessee's been after him for a long time. It's just it might be a little tougher path for him to get to the NFL. He's got to he's got to really show out in college, I think, to show he can be an NFL player. And that's why you maybe look at him as as that kind of high three star, low four star type. Yeah, that's because my question, Ryan, was I I, I I always add this qualifier here, and this is the last point I've got really. I, but I, I always add this qualifier that like I, I'm not 
one of our analysts, right? Like that's not my job. That's not what I'm paid to do. I obviously know the gamer or none of all of us know the gamer. We wouldn't have these jobs, but I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at like identifying like high school kids and being like, Oh no, that one's going to be an absolute star. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm couching this carefully, but when I watch him, I look at his size I look at his sort of athleticism, his strengths, the weaknesses. He doesn't have that great length, it doesn't look like. Uh, he doesn't have like that 4-5 speed, so that kind of rules out corner in my opinion. So that means that if he's on defense, you're probably looking at nickel safety like Tennessee has. But when I look at his size, sometimes I wonder, what if you put like 15, 20 pounds on this kid and had him be a running back? I think he could do that. And that's what some schools have seen. You know, Ohio State was involved for for at least a while, and they they were recruiting him as a as a running back when they were involved. So, you know, there, there were some teams that, that thought that about him. I think Miami was interested in in, in possibly playing him on offense as well. Um, when teams were talking about playing him on offense over the past six months or so, you seem to hear more about running back than slot receiver. Um, so that 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 was interesting to me. And I yeah, so I don't disagree, and that's not that's not wrong. But then the, yeah. The, the tricky part about that is the question becomes, is he so good as a running back that, you know, he's going to be high on your board alongside some of the some of the true running backs that you're recruiting? And so then it just comes down to to who you like better a lot of times. And, and there might be some other guys that they feel are, you know, are, are more worth making priorities as a as true running back. So, yeah, I, I think Boo Carter is one of those guys you just you, you, you sort of you probably take him and just sort of figure that out later. But again, Tennessee's been pretty consistent and in saying, hey, you're going to play in the secondary. They, they've had a clear vision for him. I, I think he's most likely to start off at nickel, uh, and that's that's probably where he fits in best, you know, given his given his length and his size. But he, uh, I, I think he still could play safety as, as well. That's what he's done in high school for the most part. Uh, but at nickel, I think you could easily see him being very good. He's uh, he, he's, he's very, he, he's a real competitor. Yes. He's not afraid to get up in people's faces at the line of scrimmage and play with some contact. And, uh, and and a bit of an edge to his game. And, you know, seeing him, seeing him in some camp settings, he can be pretty sticky in coverage, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, across the middle and a, a lot of those types of routes where you're going to be seeing those routes uh, from slot receivers a lot of times. So I think he could be very good as a nickel and uh, won't be surprised at all, again, if he's a pretty productive player there. He's, a, he, you know, again, you've you got to sort of figure out where he, where he fits best. Um, and, and when you get him there alongside SEC players and, sort of see how he stacks up with some of those guys. I think they'll get a better sense of whether it's truly nickel or safety, but I, I, I lean nickel because I, I've seen him do some of the things that you have to do with the nickel position. I think he can be really good there. Pretty sure tackler. Uh, there's, there's a lot to like about his game there. Again, I've, I've leaned a little more toward offense, but I can, I can definitely see why you might think he's a little more of a sure thing on defense just because, again, without that true top-end speed in the slot, it can sometimes be a tough for, for a slot receiver at that size. And so I, 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 and if you're not sure about the running back thing, then the nickel's definitely the safer path because I definitely think he can be very good there, especially if he's focusing on one side of the ball. Yeah, I just look. I mean, I I just see so much power back potential there. Like he'd have to put on some size because he's not going to be a burner back. But man, a guy who you know those guys who kind of make one cut and go like in a spread look and and have some physicality to them and can win one on one matchups in the open field by being powerful. I don't know, and can go out and catch the ball too. I don't know. I I, I just I, I see a lot on on offense that I that I like, but but you know, it, it might come down to also where does the kid want to play, right? Well, like what does he yeah, want to do? 
And like a lot of kids, you know, I think he likes the ball in his hand. That was, you know, there were some people that were worried that was going to be a factor in his decision in the end. That's, you know, again, Michigan was at least talking about a Jabril Peppers type role where he at least got to got to do some things on offense from time to time. Uh, you know, I still wouldn't rule that out at Tennessee. I'm not saying it's not on the table at some point. And, and again, the guy's an athlete for for a reason. He he legitimately could play on the, on either side of the ball. So, you know, perhaps Tennessee gets him on the practice field and see, sees him in the secondary and decides to, to give him a look on offense. You just never know. True. Um, and I and I think he's got some return ability too, where he could maybe you know maybe even punt return. He's 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 one of those those rare guys that kind of has the. The, the agility, the, the the moves in open field to to be pretty good there. So kick return, punt return could be could be possibilities as well. Um, so you you can do a lot of things with a guy like Boo Carter, and and it'll be interesting to see how his career plays out. But I I, I definitely think you know Tennessee's again been pretty consistent in, in saying they like him in the secondary, and they they've they've kind of focused on him being one of their one of their main targets at the at the kind of safety slash nickel mm-hmm. spot. And uh, and so they've th- it, even to the point where they didn't prioritize some other guys that they were in pretty good shape with because they thought they were you know going to have a good chance of getting Boo Carter and so this this addresses a, a you know a need for them in the back end of the secondary and they're they're pretty excited about what they're getting on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, regardless, the bottom line is you're just you're thrilled to get the kid. Like he's he's a really good prospect. He could fill a lot of different. His career could go in a lot of different ways, but but in terms of adding an athlete like this it's just something that you love to do and as a coach you like to have the options too coaches love that stuff um not everybody you know that you don't want everybody who's kind of like that but you want a few guys like that you can move around who are athletic enough to do it and willing to do it and and those are those are big things but regardless it's just a big day for tennessee this is a this is a hell of a player to add to the class a really good class that's getting better and better pretty much all you know most pretty the the trajectory on this class has kind of been hard to ignore there have been some little bumps there along the way like you would expect but it's it looks like it's been a good cycle for tennessee ryan what do you think of what's going on to this point and what are the next couple things to look for before we get out of here yeah, it's uh, it's a, like you said, it's been a good class. Uh, it's, you know, kind of for a while they were consistently in the top ten for for a few months there. Uh, they they recently have slipped a bit as some other teams have added some commitments, and then after the decommitment of four four star wide receiver JJ Harrell earlier this month, but they've they, they've been able to to pretty consistently add good players, and and you're not seeing guys that they're just that you know you sometimes see early commitments and you're like, okay, I can see why they took him, but that's. You know, maybe a guy down the board that they could in, could have ended up having better options. You know, they're they're mostly taking guys that you're like, okay, he's he's pretty high on the board. They're, they're getting in somebody they really like. So it's it's been a pretty uh, pretty consistently good class uh, from start to finish. And they've had some four stars in there from the beginning, like uh, like Jonathan Eccles and, and Caleb Beasley to kind of anchor the class. So doing a good job in state. And, and you know, as far as how the rest of the class looks, you know, we're in the middle of a big visit weekend right now. Tennessee's got a dozen official visitors on campus. Another even bigger group coming in next weekend. Some real top targets. You know, this weekend's official visitors include five-star defensive lineman Williams Winery out of the Kansas City area, and five-star defensive lineman Kamarion Franklin out of Northern Mississippi, just outside of uh, of Memphis. So those those two and and some other important targets this weekend. A bunch of important targets next weekend. We'll have a much better feel for where this class is headed in the next two or three weeks. I think uh, just to to kind of see where the momentum is as these guys wrap up their official visits by next weekend going into the nearly month-long dead period that starts on June 26. So a lot will be determined here pretty soon. This, you know, this we'll have to wait and see who's, you know, who's next. Everyone always kind of wants to know who's the next one. We don't know for sure. A lot of possibilities out there, but you know, I think this, you know, getting Boo Carter at this point, this is kind of 
you know, the first, the first domino to fall of what could be a, a, a nice run here, as we usually see most of the time, this, this time of year, um, you always go on a run during the summer. I, I think it'll be no different for Tennessee. It's just going to be a matter of which top targets are they able to get? Can they get a five-star or two at some point? Can they get some of those four-star guys to, to address some of their needs at, at a lot of positions? They've got some good options out there. Who can they close with over the next several weeks? Yeah, and, and a lot of the teams that are in front of them have many more commitments. And I think we'll, we'll look at where the, the 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 rankings end up in terms of with the updates and everything. But there's a chance that, that Boo Carter by himself gets Tennessee right back into the top ten. So and with, with a lot of space to play with. So let's just see where this thing goes. It could be um, another banger of a class. Uh, I think the, the 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 basement for this class is pretty high, which is good. But you know the ceiling. Let's see how high the ceiling can go. You never know. It, it could be. Well, a- I, I, I think the trajectory has been pretty consistent. That you know a top ten class is well within reach for Tennessee. I, I've I've kind of said all along. I think a top five class is going to be hard. You know there've mm-hmm. been there've yeah. been some times. Uh, you know fans have kind of looked at the possibilities out there. I think we're kind of in that phase as we often get to in the middle of the summer where. You know, I, I said kind of going into this month's official visits, the race is just beginning for a lot of these guys, and we've seen that already with the you know a couple names like Cameron Fountain that have gone off the board uh, a little bit earlier than expected, where where Fountain was thought to be leaning to Tennessee for a while, and then he goes to to USC on his official visit, and he commits to USC right after that visit. Um, there there have been some things like that, and still some guys that are maybe uh, you know if not, maybe not trending toward other schools, but maybe slightly leaning toward other schools now because they visit other schools first. So we're going to have to wait and see how this all plays out, but I, th- I still think there are enough good options out there. Tennessee's going to have a pretty good chance of signing a top ten class. Now is it seventh, tenth, you know, somewhere in between? You know, that that's that's where I think we got to wait and see which guys specifically they're able to add. But still, a lot of names out there they're very much in play for in these next two weeks. I think especially will give us a at least a better idea of kind of where things are headed. But you know, they, they've they've done a nice job so far, sort of laid the groundwork. But this is where. This is where the battles get real in the summertime, and uh, certainly Tennessee's going to find out a lot, uh, a lot here pretty soon. And one other thing on that, you know, you mentioned they've kind of got a lower commitment total than a lot of teams right now. There's kind of a reason for that. Tennessee sort of stacked the back half of the month with most of their official visits. They had none the first weekend, two the second weekend, so only two official visitors before this weekend. So you've seen a lot of other teams pick up players that they hosted on visits. Tennessee just sort of waited, and, and they've they've sort of backloaded the entire month into these two weekends. So a lot's going to happen. We're going to find out a lot more about where Tennessee stands with guys coming out of these visits. But that's why you've seen other teams maybe surge ahead of Tennessee in the rankings, or at least pick up more commitments than Tennessee because they sort of banked everything on getting a late visit going into this summer dead period. Yeah, and uh, you know if you just keep stacking top ten recruiting classes and you coach them up the way Heupel and his staff have coached guys up before, you're you're right there in the fight more often than not. So they nope, are they no are doubt. they are doing the work, Ryan. I appreciate it, man. We went a couple minutes longer than we sometimes do on a breaking news edition, but this was a big big edition in state. Lots of good stuff to talk about. So I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm just not apologizing for giving a a few extra minutes of stuff there. So uh, appreciate the time, Ryan, and we'll we'll see where things go. It's a busy couple weeks. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Wes. There's that button, and now I can say. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 
on Twitter. And if you just want Tennessee news on Twitter, nothing else, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, where we update that throughout the day, all day, every day, mostly with Tennessee news, uh, but also with news that we think Falls fans will find interesting. Uh, But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the source, go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Nobody, and I mean nobody, covers Tennessee baseball the way that we do. Also, no one covers the Lady Vols that we do. The award-winning Maria Cornelius does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all season long. You can get all of that at GoVols247.com. You've also got access there to two forums that run around the clock. Got the checkerboard and the summit where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with us, with thousands of Tennessee fans across the world and with us who are on the staff. Uh, and, and no one has a more uh, active board with the, the staff members than us. We are proud to be there all the time answering any question that you've got and you get all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent, growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, etc. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial-free. You get new movies. You get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian, uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family. All of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That That is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to GoVols247.com and do that. Take advantage of that. Tell your friends to go do that. Again, thank you for listening. You can always go subscribe to us on every content uh, item, everywhere you can get a podcast. You can get this podcast. So please go do that. Thank you for listening again. And uh, be kind to each other, guys. Just try to be kind to each other. There's just not nearly enough people in this world being kind to each other and having basic human empathy and dignity. Let's be better to each other. Let's be good. See you guys.